0: Hey guys, my name is Lisa M. Waring, and this is Real Talk, a podcast where I discuss movies and TV shows more extensively and how art imitates life, imitates art. For December, I'm checking out action movies that occur during Christmas time. And since it's such a short month, I'm dropping the poll early. So get your votes in and decide what the final action Christmas movie will be. The poll drops this Friday. Let's kick things off with the 2022 action thriller, Violent Night. We are about to watch Santa kick some serious butt. Just a warning, guys. Some of these images are a bit spicy. So just be prepared. Spoilers ahead. Let's get into it. Santa's in a bar getting loaded. And he's pretty sour about what Christmas and kids have become. Greedy little monsters who are never satisfied. Maybe this is my last year. He's ready to give in his two-week notice and be gone. On his way out, he hands the bartender a present for her grandson and heads up to the roof. The bartender follows him, and she looks up in the air and sees Santa and the reindeer flying away, and she is so amazed until Santa throws up on her to look away because that kind of stuff gets me sick okay i can see almost anything on screen limbs getting cut blood whatever but that what Mm-mm. Mm-mm. i can't do vomit i can't jason stands on the sidewalk waiting for his wife linda to come pick him up she arrives he gets in he greets his little daughter trudy who's been watching home alone all night and is reciting every line Classic movie. Jason and his wife Linda have been separated for about a year and it shows, a little tension in the car. They head over to Jason's mom's house. Did I say house? <laughs> I meant compound, okay? We're talking guards, gates, security, private driveways. This place is massive. Jason's family is loaded, like for real. They've got servants in every wing of the house. I mean, a house that big requires an entire team to manage it. And Jason's mother, Gertrude, has also hired an entire catering company who are decorating the house. They're serving drinks and food, but they don't look like they're enjoying it much. They've got the bad guy frowny face on and yeah, they look suspicious. They're definitely up to something. Jason is greeted by his sister Alva, who informs him that she is gunning to be the one chosen to run the company. Jason shrugs it off, he's not interested, who cares? Which Alva finds weird because he's always groveling at his mother's feet, kissing up. Alva has a teenage son named Bert, who's one of those obnoxious TikTokers, always showing off their wealth and what they got. Look at my big house, hey, hashtag blessed. Yeah, like one of those. Alva also has a boyfriend named Morgan Steele, who is a B-list actor who does action movies. Gertrude, the lady of the hour, enters the room and immediately Alva and her boyfriend Morgan start kissing up to her while Jason and his family hangs back, chilling. And let me tell you something about Gertrude. This lady has a mouth on her, okay? She don't mess around. I'm starving, let's eat. <laughs> And mom, I think Gertrude is a beautiful name. Mm -hmm. I only call her Gertrude. Santa is making his rounds and there is no joy. He is just throwing presents at trees, begrudgingly eating cookies that are nasty or stale, and still drinking beer, filling up on that. He is so over everything. He's also relieving himself midair, so someone down below is getting a nice treat. Little Trudy is sad that Jason didn't take her to go see Santa this year, so he has no idea what she wants. Jason uses his noggin and finds an old walkie-talkie and gives it to her and says it's a direct link to Santa, so she can talk to Santa and tell him all the things that she wants. So Jason and Linda leave the room and listen at the door to hear what Trudy's going to ask Santa for. Trudy talks into the walkie-talkie and tells Santa that she just wants for her parents to be together again and for them to be a family. Yeah, I saw that coming. Santa comes across Gertrude's mansion of a house and he's upstairs putting down the presents, enjoying the homemade cookies and the bourbon and the massage chair. Go ahead, you deserve it, Santa. At the same time, one of the security guards gives the signal on their synchronized watch with the team, and the plan begins. They disconnect the phone lines and they start checking in. They have very cute code names, okay? There's Krampus, Candy Cane, Sugar Plum, Gingerbread, the mastermind of the whole operation. His name is Mr. Scrooge. And they start killing off all the other servants and workers. Jason and Linda are talking, and Jason's proposing them try to be a family again and you realize that the mom is kind of part of the reason why their relationship is on the rocks. Jason tells Linda that he may have a way for them to get out from underneath his mother's thumb and leave and never have to deal with her again. As Linda is considering it they start hearing the gunshots and they run to get Trudy. Santa also hears the gunshots and he's like Deuces, I gotta go. He tries to touch his nose to do his magic, but I think he's too toasted for that because his magic is not working. One of the bad guys, I think his codename was Tinsel, finds Santa and is like, "Let's go!" Santa's like, "No, I'm, I just, I'm just trying to get out of here." The guy like punches Santa in the gut. Santa doesn't like that, and they start fighting and end up both falling out the window. Santa lands on snow. Tinsel lands on a sharp icy thing. It's not a pretty sight. All the commotion spooks the reindeer on top of the roof and they end up flying away leaving Santa stranded. So Santa grabs up his magic sack with all the toys in it and he's basically about to just start hoofing it out of there when he happens to look in through one of the windows and sees that the bad guys have taken the family hostage and there's a little girl there. And you know, children have a special place in Santa's heart, so he's got to stay and help now. Alva's boy toy, Morgan Steele, such a stage name. He's talking this big game about what he would do if the bad guys didn't have gums. He would karate chop them and eh, eh. eh, eh. Sure you would, buddy. So Mr. Scrooge enters the room and Gertrude starts talking that smack to him. She's got a strike team that are on their way to end them. Oh, but Mr. Scrooge knows all about her strike team. He also knows about the $300 million she got from the government that she stole and hid in a vault down under. The money was intended to uh, help move things along the Middle East so that the government can get the oil. It's always about the oil. The bad guys discover the body of their fallen comrade and realize mm, they're not alone. Someone's around the properties. Keep your eyes peeled. Trudy starts talking into her walkie-talkie. It's helping to make her feel better about the whole situation. This is a lot for a little girl to take in. One of the bad guys doing a perimeter search comes across Santa in one of the buildings. And they start to fight. You realize pretty quickly that Santa doesn't know how to work a gun. You're in America, Chris Kingroll, You might want to take some lessons. The gun really isn't his weapon of choice, to be fair. It's a rough fight. And Santa ends up taking the guy in the eye with a star. The guy is still moving, though. So he then plugs in the star and the guy lights up like a Christmas tree before catching fire. It's quite the sight to see. So Santa hears Trudy's voice coming from the other walkie talkie and he picks it up and starts talking back to her. He opens up his magical scroll and he sees that Trudy is on the nice list while the guys holding him hostage, they're They're all on the naughty list. Santa promises he is going to help her and her family. Mr. Scrooge and a couple of the others check the video cameras and they see Santa walking around. So Mr. Scrooge gets on their own walkie talkie trying to reach Frosty. Frosty is the one that has the star in his eye. He's done done. Santa picks up that walkie-talkie and introduces himself and tells them to give up. They're not going to do that. Why would they do that? All right, you're giving Santa no choice. Santa Claus is coming to town. He said the line. He said it. Did you guys hear it? He said the line. Mr. Scrooge is upset. Santa has killed two of his guys now. He goes back to the hostages and he demands to know who is the Santa person. Nobody knows. So he starts pressing them. Then Alva sells out her brother, Jason, and says... That's mom's favorite. Go bother him. Sibling rivalry is ugly. So they take Jason's finger and one of the nutcrackers and they crack it. I don't know if they crack it off or if they just dislocate it. But it sounded and looked painful. Still no one's talking. Well, conveniently, Gortrude also has a child-sized version of the nutcracker. So Mr. Scrooge proposes that they grab the big nutcracker to crack Jason's nutcracker. <gasps> but before they can do that, thankfully, Trudy stands up and yells at them to leave her dad alone or Santa's gonna get them. Oh, so you know about Santa. Jason Linda try to tell the bad guys, that, no, 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 she, she thinks she's talking to him It's pretend, it's make-believe. But Trudy insists that no, she's talking to the real Santa. And then Jason yells, Santa's not real. (gasps) And the whole room goes quiet. Even the bad guys are quiet. Like, dog, did you just crush your daughter's dreams? Eesh. Mr. Scrooge finds this humorous. Of course he does. He's he's the Grinch, okay? Trudy runs away and goes to hide. Two of the henchmen, Candy Cane and Gingerbread, Split up to go find her. By this time, Santa is a little wounded between his two run-ins. So he's in another part of the house. He takes off his, his Santa gear. And we see that uh, Santa is inked up. He is covered in tattoos that look kind of tribal. As he's sewing up his wound, we get a flashback of him with a Viking helmet on. Covered in blood. Fire all around him. Interesting. Trudy and Santa are talking, and Tanda tells her he doesn't exactly know how Christmas magic works, but it does. And he is real. Then he starts talking about different gifts that he's given her over the years, proving that he is who he says he is. And he admits that he wasn't always Santa. He had a life before Santa. And he used to be a conqueror named Nickelman. Trudy tells him that he's a good guy and she believes in him. Well, that's all he needed to hear. He's ready to go. Speaking of raring to go, the strike team is also gearing up to go. So Mr. Scrooge better uh, hurry his butt up. So the bad guys find Santa and corner him in a room. They tie him up and demand to know who he is. Just above them in the attic is Trudy who can hear and see everything. And she sees that Santa is in trouble. Santa starts telling them about themselves, their real names and who they are. And The two henchmen, Candy Cane and Gingerbread, start wondering, is this the real Santa? Of course, Mr. Scrooge is like, don't be dumb. He's lying. Obviously. Then Mr. Scrooge monologues because bad guys have to hear themselves talk. They just gotta. When he was little, his dad made a big deal about Christmas, always bought presents. But then one year, dad got laid off. Ain't no money. Ain't no presents. Ain't no tree. But their neighbors, they had everything. So that night, Mr. Scrooge, little boy, had snuck into their house to try to steal some stuff, ran into the grandfather who got scared and accidentally fell on the steps and didn't make it. And this did not bode well for Mr. Scrooge's future. And he has hated Christmas ever since. Christmas ruined his life. At this time, Trudy has put bits of styrofoam into the vents, so it looks like it's snowing inside the room where they're all at. This is just the distraction that Santa needs, and he touches his nose and disappears up the chimney. What if he really is the real? There's no such thing as Santa. Ah, magic's working again. Nice. The extraction team is pulling up to the house outside. Gertrude's happy. Her guys are here. They're going to rescue them. Morgan Steele, the B-list action star, proves his experience, I guess. When he chops one of the uh, guys, the gunman, in the face and jumps out the window, ultimately deserting his girlfriend and her family, he runs into the extraction team. Thank God you guys are here. Everybody's saved. Psych. They light him up. The strike team is on the bad guy's side. They betrayed Gertrude. With the help of the strike team, the bad guys are able to open the vault and it's empty. Mr. Scrooge is looking around, like, Where is the money? The head of the strike team sends the rest of the guys to go handle Santa, who is now hurt in the shed. Santa is just beaten, he is weak, and he is about ready to give up. But Trudy inspires him. Santa finds a sledgehammer in the shed. When he was Nickoman, he had a hammer named the Skull Crusher. So he's definitely in his bag. This is his weapon of choice. He gets a hold of that sledgehammer, and he goes to work. You may want to shield your eyes on this part. Limbs are getting broken. Heads are getting bashed. It's a bloody mess. Mr. Scrooge returns to the hostages, demanding answers. Where is my money? That man turned into old dirty bastard so fast. So Mr. Scrooge, very desperate, grabs Linda, says he's about to shoot her, when Jason stands up and admits that he took all the money he was planning to leave with his family and all the money and never return candy cane and gingerbread the two henchmen have finally found trudy's hiding place in the attic but she booby-trapped the place and they get dealt with home alone style thankfully santa's able to find her jason leads gertrude and mr scrooge and the other guy where he hid the money the remaining bad guys start loading up the money to get ready to head out. They take Gertrude with them as insurance. Santa grabs a board as a slate and starts chasing them down. Trudy comes outside and finds that her parents are alive and kissing. It's a Christmas miracle. Santa catches up with those guys and he goes to work. He kills all of them except for one who ends up shooting him full of holes. Gertrude finds a gun and kills that guy. So all the bad guys are now dead. Jason, Linda, Trudy, and Alva catch up to them and they're all by Santa's side as he's dying. They try to help him, but it's too late. Santa is no more. Moment of silence for our fallen hero. Then Trudy says that she believes in him. Gertrude does the same. Jason, Linda, Alva, they all say that they believe in Santa. And what do you know? Santa's alive again. How? All he says is, it's Christmas magic. I don't know how it works, but it works. And his reindeer come back to scoop him up. Santa thanks Trudy for showing him that Christmas still matters. He gets on his sleigh and rides off into the night. Roll credits. My thoughts. The movie lived up to its name for real, okay? The violence was next level. the action was cool and the movie was pretty funny but overall I was expecting a little bit more yes I was expecting more from a rated R action movie about Santa rescuing a family from a bunch of men with guns you know saying it out loud makes my expectations sound kind of silly my favorite character was obviously Santa (laughs) and I enjoyed the innocence of Trudy Gertrude and her whole family were despicable but funny. Except for Jason. He was so weak, it was annoying. I'm sorry. He couldn't even stand up to his mother face to face. Jason was planning to steal the money and run away. And Gertrude wouldn't even know until she read the card the next day. I mean, a woman that rich, that intrusive, that powerful, I can't imagine the hoops she had her children jumping through to please her so much so that it nearly cost Jason his marriage. Now, Santa has an interesting backstory that we don't even really dive into. We have no idea how he came to be Santa or how he learned to work the Christmas magic. He doesn't even know how the magic happens. I'm a bit more interested in that story than this one. I'm totally down for a movie that dives more into the backstory of the Santa lore in that universe. Yes, Santa, please tell me more about your murderous Viking days as Nikomun. Mr. Scrooge has some serious issues, and he does not know how to take responsibility whatsoever. Even when he finds out that Santa is really Santa, it doesn't change anything. It doesn't soften his heart or anything. It actually hardens it more. Now he's like, oh, bet I can kill the real Santa and end Christmas for everybody. Everybody got to suffer. This dude is the master Grinch, yo. He is the Grinch of all Grinches. This movie had some great callbacks to some classic films like Die Hard. Imagine Santa on his own, going through a multi-leveled house while a bunch of gunmen are downstairs holding people hostage so they can get their hands on a boatload of cash. Yeah, sounds like Die Hard to me. Quite the homage. Then when Trudy Boo trapped the addict and the two bad guys came, Candy Cane and Gingerbread, they were met with pain. Like, we're talking pranks that were similar to what Harry and Marv experienced in Home Alone, except these could kill you. There were no cartoon hijinks here. All in all, this was a good time. I wouldn't consider this a classic, but I will probably watch this movie again. And if and when they make the sequel, I will also be checking that out as well. But I wanna hear from you guys. How do you feel about the movie? Hit me up in the comments and let's talk about it. Next week's action Christmas film is going to be the 2000 action thriller, Reindeer Games with Ben Affleck and Charlize Theron. So I'm looking very much forward to checking that out with you guys. Again, don't forget this Friday I'm dropping the poll so you can vote on the final action Christmas movie for the month. If you guys enjoyed hanging out with me today, please hit that like button, subscribe, ring that notification bell so that you can always be up to date on what's going on. We're also on Spotify, Amazon, iHeart and wherever you listen to your podcasts. Links will be in the description. Later!